I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry for episode number 37. And we are back with a regular episode for the first time in three weeks uh, after me and Sam's uh, mission trip to Alaska. And uh, Sam, uh, how are you doing on this uh, great Tuesday? I'm doing great. You know, same old stuff, but how about you? I'm doing great. Um, about ready to go to the beach, um, so that'll be a nice vacation. A little bit different um, from Alaska, but we do have some Alaska news that coming up later in our Olympic segment. Uh, but first, let's get to our other sports segment, and uh, we got to touch up, close up Wimbledon. Uh, Novak Djokovic and Ashley Barty won their respective singles titles. Novak Djokovic ties um, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for the most uh, men's uh, uh, majors in tennis. And uh, in the NBA draft, uh, that draft is set for Thursday, and the Detroit Pistons hold the first pick, the Hornets uh, with the 12th pick. And so, Sam, i got to ask you, you know, if you are a draft executive and you're looking at, uh, you know, the big board and you see, you know, these two guards at the top, Katie Cunningham from Oklahoma State, you know, not on the best team, uh, but definitely the be- clearly the best player on that team. And you got Jalen Suggs, you know, fr- from Gonzaga, you know, a great player, but, you know, he had really good players uh, to back himself up. So if you had the first pick, uh, like the Pistons do, uh, which player would you take? Um, I got to go with Jalen Suggs just because he actually proved himself on the court. Um, I saw during the uh, national championship when they were getting trounced by Baylor, everyone else on the team sort of stopped trying except for him. I saw him. He still continued to drive the ball and work it around. Um, so I think I'd definitely go with Jalen Suggs. All right, well, uh, I'm going to have to go with Cade Cunningham. I think he's a more explosive player, and I think you draft uh, based on potential. But Jalen Suggs is a, it would be a very good pick, and uh, if I was the Pistons, you know, I would uh, like to have either one of these guys on my team. Uh, but a big question from UNC, the biggest uh, draft potential uh, from their outgoing class is Darren Sharp, uh, the rebound monster. Um, you know, can't shoot the ball very well. He's got the hook game, and he's got some post moves. Um, do you think that uh, Darren Sharp can go in the first round, Sam, or do you think that his shooting problems uh, will really hurt him in his draft stock? Um, I, It's kind of tough, but I... I'd lean on the side of, of caution and say that he will not get drafted in the first round. Okay. Um, if he does, it'll be very late. I, I think that it's a foolish decision to leave North Carolina, um, but we'll see. All right, well, uh, you know, that's it uh, for our NBA draft little preview here. Um, you know, I think that uh, this is going to be a, a particular weak class because of, you know, Players not really getting a chance to, you know, train with their coaches as much as they normally would. Um, but we'll see how it turns out. Uh, there have been plenty of underrated classes coming in that have turned out great. Uh, so we'll see how all that shakes out on uh, Thursday. And in the Open Championship, Colin Morikawa wins uh, with a score of 260, 265, uh, golf's oldest championship. Uh, he finished two shots clear of Jordan Spieth. Um, so that's it for that tournament. A great tournament for him. Great punting performance on the back nine. 
but uh, he'll look ahead, try to win the Olympics uh, coming up next week. Uh, but in college sports, the huge news today, Oklahoma and Texas officially have asked the SEC for an invite starting in the year 2025. Sam, give us your thoughts. Um, I think this is ridiculous. I don't know why. I mean, maybe I can see why Oklahoma would want to join just because they can get better competition. Um, but I I don't see why Texas wants to join because they can't even dominate the uh, the Big Twelve. So I I don't think what kind of, I don't think that they'll be able to make a, a big splash in the SEC like they're hoping. Um, but but you know we'll see. Well, uh, a lot of changes awry uh, in uh, college sports, uh, you know, with the whole, you know, players now being able to get endorsements and, you know, you know talks of uh, super conferences and changes in playoffs. Uh, a lot's going on, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I uh, I think this is a bad move by both these teams, you know, been in their conference for a long time. And uh, like Sam said, I don't think Texas is really going to get that much better uh, from the football side of things or the basketball side of things. So I don't really know why they're doing it. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, but in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers has decided that he wants to stay with the Packers and uh, will likely be in town for another year. Uh, they're looking to get his old buddy uh, Randall Cobb back uh, to join the team for his last little few seasons as a veteran. Sam, uh, what do you think about this whole fiasco that he's had with the Packers? Um, I think that it's kind of silly. Um, I feel like it's man- – like I like An- uh, Aaron Rodgers – but I feel like it's a an attention thing, and he doesn't need that. He mm. he already gets enough attention by being a great quarterback. And right. if he would just stay loyal, then then I think that people would appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's a desire to be considered greater. Obviously, he's been very overshadowed uh, by Tom Brady, which is it's hard not to be. Um, but, uh, you know, he's always obviously looking for that, you know, a next championship. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, if he can get it done this year, you know, came up short last year in the NFC championship. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that if he, if he can really commit and there's no hard feelings, uh, by week one, I think they uh, definitely deserve to be in the conversation. I'd be one of the favorites going in, uh, to this next season. Uh, but to finish up this other sports segment in the MLB, you have the Giants and the Red Sox uh, holding the lead in their respective leagues in the American League. The wild card race is wild, uh, but the Mariners, uh, one of my you know teams I like to cheer for a little bit. You know I don't follow baseball, but I like to see them win because they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years, and uh, you know this is their chance. Uh, they're only one game out of the out of the playoffs right now in the wild card race, and they're playing very well. Um, so exciting to see what happens there. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, our team, you know, in Charlotte, is five games ahead of the playoff picture with Ronald Acuna out. It looks like uh, hope is bleak uh, for them, but we'll see what they can do. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts on any of these topics? Nope. All right, that's going to do it for the sports segment. And coming up next, we'll be talking about the Olympics. Welcome back to Gordon Lowry. First time talking about the Olympics, um, the pinnacle of sport and uh, the biggest sporting event in the world, considered by many. 
Um, you know, the five rings in Tokyo. Didn't think it was going to happen this year, but it made it. And Sam, before we get started, just tell me what you think is your favorite Olympic event to watch. Um, well, it depends on if we're including the Winter Olympics. Just summer. All right, let's see. I mean, I really got to go with swimming. I think that Michael Phelps, I know he's not swimming in these Olympics, but he's really kind of captured the minds of a lot of people. Um, mm. And I think that that swimming is just one of the most exciting, uh, I guess it depends on the event, but we'll go 30 seconds or so, you know. Don't okay. quote me on that. <laughs> okay. Um, I like swimming a lot, too. I really like track and field. Um, you know, like swimming, you know, it's a race. You know, it happens that quickly. Um, swimming, I think some of the longer races can get a little dull. But the same thing with track, I guess. Um, but, you know, either of those are really great. Um, but some new additions this year have been stuff like uh, surfing, uh, skateboarding, and uh, 3v3 basketball, which has been a lot of fun to watch. The Americans didn't have a team because they didn't qualify, but the women are showing out, and their gold medal match is, um, I think, Tuesday night, so tonight. Um, so, you know, that's always just a, it's just a cool thing to watch. Um, that they're broadening into, you know, more obscure sports like that. But let's talk about some stories. And uh, the main story uh, is, you know, obviously the medals. And right now the United States currently holds the lead with 25 medals overall and nine golds being uh, closely chased uh, by the Japanese and the Chinese. And another big story uh, about mental health. Simone Biles withdrew uh, from the team competition due to her mental health, and the uh, Russian Olympic Committee won the gold uh, as uh, the team could only uh, manage to get uh, the silver medal without her. Sam, uh, obviously we talked about Naomi Osaka. Um, that's an individual sport, though. Um, how do you feel about uh, players withdrawing uh, with their own team uh, due to mental health? Um, I think that it's totally their choice. And I think that it it does really good, positive things uh, for mental health worldwide. Um, just to see somebody as prominent as Simone Biles actually do it, um, and I think that I think that it's a positive thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure. You know, when you're on a team to live up to the team's expectations, but. You got to do what you got to do, and uh, she will be back uh, for the individual competition. Uh, so hopefully she can uh, win some medals there. Um, but a big story, uh, Lady Jacoby, the 17-year-old from Seward, Alaska, uh, won the gold in the 100-meter breaststroke. Not a state you would typically consider uh, to be a swimming state, but me and Sam, we were there. Uh, we got a boat tour, and uh, Sam, if you remember, like we were walking around the little town there every single like store and restaurant had you know go Lydia on it, uh, so that's awesome to see that she uh, was able to win a gold medal and uh, now she's an Olympic champion and uh, she's still in high school. But Sam, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think that it's super exciting to actually see um, the support that a small town like Seward gives somebody like Lydia because um, you know we don't really see that living in a big city like Charlotte. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really cool. All right. Uh, well, some bad news uh, for the uh, United States. Uh, the basketball team lost their opening game to France uh, by blowing a seven-point lead with, ten, uh, with uh, three minutes left uh, to go in the game. Excuse me. 
And uh, Sam, you know, obviously without some uh, some normal stalwarts like LeBron James, um, due to you know COVID and you know trying to uh, you know, recover from shortened off seasons than the past two NBA seasons. Um, so, uh, what do you think? Uh, should uh, the average you know U.S. Olympic fan be worried about uh, this basketball team? Um, I think that you probably need to be less worried about the actual team and more about how the NBA and maybe its rules and how it's uh, refereed, um, but how it's becoming a soft game. Um, I, I read, I think I read somewhere that that they don't referee the game the same way in the FIBA. Um, so I think that hopefully change will come for the NBA. Well, right, and, uh, you know, they're trying to protect their star players, and, you know, it's all about the money, and, uh, you know, it's not much about the individual when you're talking about, you know, the Olympics and uh, national teams. Um, so, you know, their games might be refereed a little harder. The schedules might be a little more, a bit more demanding. Uh, but the NBA players just got to adjust that they want to play in the Olympics. Obviously, you know, the NBA is the, is going to be the top priority um, for all these players, even some of the players on the European teams. Um, so, you know, whatever they say uh, must go, must, uh, you know, hold as the uh, standard. But uh, I guess that, you know, if you want to be an Olympian, you got to, you got to work for it just as hard as any anybody from any other country. So I guess uh, you know what's fair is fair. Uh, but another story: Ashley Barty, the number one player in uh, women's tennis, uh, loses in the first round of the tennis tournament, along with Naomi Osaka, who lit uh, the cauldron for Japan. So I uh, sad to see them go. And I don't even uh, know who really would be left to take the crown. Um, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, the golf competition begins on Wednesday night on the East Coast and will last until Saturday night. Uh, but Sam, you know, looking ahead, um, you know, track's still coming up, and you still got a few swimming events. Um, you know, what what really uh, are you really excited for? Um, you know, coming up to watch. Um, I'm still pretty excited about the basketball, even though. They did just lose to France. Um, I think it'll still be interesting to see how they how they do. Well, uh, you know, I know I'm really excited. Um, you know, to see you know how these these swimming stories play out. Obviously, you got Kate uh, Ledecky's going. I think she's competing in two finals tonight, and that's really what I've been watching. Uh, track starting. Obviously, that's my favorite event. Um, basketball. I think they play uh, tonight, but that's at like midnight, so they'll probably air it. Uh, tomorrow, but uh, great stuff from the Olympics, and I'm glad they were able to push through um, and make this happen. I didn't think it was going to really be possible, uh, but Sam, any final thoughts before we close it out? Nope. All right, that is going to do it uh, for this episode of Cardinal Lowry, and uh, you'll hear us on Tuesday. <laughs>